0: Alrighty, my name is Jeannie. I'm at East Second Well, and um, I am the connections pastor here. And Leah right now is on her sabbatical, so we are doing this, and we're doing this together. Um, first of all, I got to say I'm not Leah. Uh, I'm Jeannie, and I don't ever want to step into her shoes, nor pretend that I can. And so over the next three or twelve weeks, three months. Um, the version of haven you'll get is through through my lens um through my authentic self and so please know know that um i'm excited to do to lead out in this way for a lot of reasons um one i know i'm not alone i think about uh the haven retreat last fall when we had this i don't know there's maybe 40 or 50 of us went to this retreat and the night before Leah couldn't come, and boy, we were scrambling. It was like, ah. But you know what? I realized at that retreat that you all, you all made it happen. You all came together. You all brought your gifts and talents and and served. And and at that retreat, I realized a couple things. Um, One, Haven is you guys. Haven is you all. And two, that means we could probably do this without Leah, and she deserves the sabbatical. And so coming out of that at the beginning of, or at the end of last year, I proposed to the board that we allow Leah to have some time off because serving this community during the pandemic, any pastor during the pandemic, it's it's hard. And um, for her emotional and spiritual um, health, I'm glad that our community has allowed her to have this time and space. And so um, in the email I wrote this week, that if we could commit to praying for her during her sabbatical, um, and praying for Haven and praying for each other. That would be awesome. Um, and uh, I encourage each one of us as we go through this next few months that, that that we do this and we do this well. And with that said, if you all need anything, just reach out to Ginny or myself or to each other. Um, we're doing this together. Um, uh, one thing also I'll say as I lead is uh, this term I'm embracing quite a bit this last week, is I'm both bivocational. So I serve here as pastor, but I also serve as a teacher in a school. And in my bivocational role as a teacher, I have learned that um, in the the classroom, student-based learning is like magic to me. And so this morning, we're going to do some of that. It might feel small group-ish as we do breakout groups, but um, I always, I'm always amazed at what learning happens in small groups. I also know and believe that God the divine doesn't just speak through me. God the divine is present in each one of you and will speak through you to others. And so we'll be doing a little bit of that this morning. So if you haven't been a student in a while and you're like, what do I bring? Bring yourself, bring your story, bring your open heart and ears just to be together in small groups. Um, So here we go. So today I had a talk ready to go about liberating spirituality. But I woke up this morning feeling that I should approach our time together with a little more sensitivity to what just happened in Buffalo yesterday. Um, Part of what it means to be on the liberation journey is knowing that on this journey, the injustices, hate, and violence will feel much will feel too much sometimes and oh, so overwhelming. With another violent act and hate against black community in Buffalo, New York, it does feel overwhelming. And so I just want to take a moment to, for us to feel it in any way we need to feel it and to be present to it in any way we need to be present to it. So we take a moment and just close your eyes. Take a deep breath in. And I ask you to feel whatever you need to feel this morning about the injustices and the hate that happened in Buffalo, New York yesterday. And I ask you to hold space for the hope, wherever that might be, I'm not sure. God, as we pause in this moment and we give this time to you, not understanding, not knowing how to make sense of the things that happened yesterday, we feel, we just feel. And whatever those feelings are, God, we know they're valid and they're true and the true of us and our story. So we give those feelings to you and we ask you to come into this space. And if it means bring healing, bring healing. If it means bring anger, bring anger. If it means just a voice of hope, be it that. And if it means joy, be that. So God, we give this time. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. So this morning, I wanted to share a little bit of what I call my liberation journey. I am not an expert on a liberation journey, except my own. And um, so that is the space I bring this story. Um, In a, a book called This Your Flesh, by um, co-author Riley, she writes liberating spirituality. If we have any interest in representing a liberating spirituality, we must adopt a spiritual psyche whose deepest concern is not enlightenment or education, but doing our best at telling the truth. So that's what I'd like to do this morning, tell my truth, my journey, um, and hopefully we could gain some conversations around that. Uh, I have to say my liberation journey or this journey that I would ever want to call it started pretty late. In fact, it only started in 2019. Um, and so there's kind of a lot of shame around that, that I wasn't forthright in understanding some of this stuff. But it was uh, a convergence, I say, of maybe three or four things that happened all at once during 2019 for me one was stepping into this space haven and leo's preaching her sermons on smashing idols and what i heard which i heard a lot in the smashing idol series but one of the things i heard was if you're not part of the majority you're part of the oppressed and i was like no nope. and i was like no nope. because i felt like i grew up with a lot of privilege i i never wore that and it sat with me, and I didn't want to think about those places that I had been oppressed or felt othered. Um And then that was one space. And another space was I started working at Prospects. I, w- I think I was already working at Prospect Sierra School. And um, at Prospect Sierra School, they started using Slack. And one of the person came up to me and says, "Hey, I'm going to invite you to POC," and I'm like, "Okay, what's that?" And then he, he, without blinking an eye, and with a lot of grace, he just said, oh, it's people of color, slack. So I'm going to invite you to it. I'm like, okay. And in my mind, this is what went through my mind. Person of color, person of color. I'm a person of color. Of course I'm a person of color, because so I'm not white. But what does that mean? No one's called me that. What does that mean to wear that label? And so this whole thing of identifying as a person of color, because I guess I just always thought, if, if no one mentions my Asian-ness, I was, quote, fitting in. But realizing, no, that's not really how that happened. But so that converged. And then as I started wearing this title of what does it mean to be a person of color? What does it mean to 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 sit in spaces that are white? I've never thought about it in those terms. And so I just started doing what I call a racial identity journey also converging at this time and started embracing my own family heritage story. It's something I always heard growing up, but it's something I embraced even more. Um, over the last two years, um, part of my story is my mom was incarcerated during World War II in a Japanese internment camp, and like I said, it's something I always heard. But I started um, getting involved with a group called Student for Solidarity, and this group is a grassroots effort, activist group that was started by someone who was incarcerated herself during World War II. And um, this group does a lot of things, but one of the main things that they started was. To protest detention centers. Um, And as part of our heritage as Japanese being interned and incarcerated, we felt like we had a voice to give to those who are in detention centers. And so I started getting involved with that group and learned what, wow, learned what Japanese American meant with the history of incarceration in my family. Um, And some of those labels that I wore and had to deconstruct. So those three things converged and just sent me on this journey the last few years of steep, steep, steep learning. And I want to learn and I continue to learn and want to learn more. And so a few years ago, I said, I am only gonna commit to reading um, authors, um, predominantly BIPOC women authors. Um, I realized a lot of my influencers were, were white men and I'm like, yeah, let me try doing this. And so I started reading a lot more authors of women and watch out when you do that, it'll shift and change everything. When you change the who, who influences your voice in your life. Um, and like I said, I became involved with Sudo for Solidarity, which I am still involved in to this day and to, to do direct actions with Japanese Americans. I've never had a group of Japanese American friends, except for when I was in college for four years. And so to me, it's, it's different to be in a group Um, Last year, I don't know if I shared this with anybody here, but last year, um, last summer, I got to be involved in a direct action in Texas um, to protest uh, um, the detention center in Texas. And I was blown away to do activism with Japanese Americans was was incredible to see the generations that were there. There was a 90-year-old woman, uh, she's my hero, she's like, I'm a 91-year-old activist. And she was interned in, uh, she was incarcerated in World War II when she was a young teenager. And so to know that that's part of my heritage um, and to do that type of learning. And in school, at my school, there's always something to learn there with DEI. Every summer there's something to read, something to talk about. And so I've learned a lot about that space also. And then when it came to faith, oh, it was hard, it was brutal to know that a lot of the ideologies that I held was from a white patriarchal place, which Leah talked about nurse matching idols. And so I found spaces for myself of faith, and, and maybe this is where the term liberated came from, because I joined a space called Liberated Together by Erna Kim Hackett. And it says, her this group is, Liberated Together creates community for women of color, followers of Jesus to explore liberated and embodied theology, decolonized approaches to social justice and radical solidarities across ethnic lines. And I'm like, oh, I can do that. I want to do that. And so I found um, that space as a place of solidarity. And then another space, this is all during COVID, so all this stuff's online. And another space I found was... uh, Uh, Christina Cleveland, she she had a course called Liberating the Mind, Body, and Spirit from White Supremacy, and she did a uh, several-week session about uh, radical identity development by Beverly Tatum, and just kind of walking uh, white pop women and white women through those different identity phases, and so uh, just doing a lot of learning of late- Christina Cleveland just came out with a book called uh, uh, God is a Black Woman, which we did a discussion on last month, which, awesome discussion. And then this book is one of my favorites of the year. It's called This Here Flesh by Cole Arthur Riley. She is a creator of Black liturgies. And so if you ever follow her on Instagram, that's where that one comes from. And so that's a little bit of my journey. And I think about that term that I put out there, liberation. What does that mean? What does that look like? I guess at first I thought thought liberation is like free, like when you get there, wherever there is, you have this lightness. I haven't gotten there yet, so it's not light. (laughs) Hopefully maybe someday. But what it looks like to me is, it isn't tied up in a neat bow. The liberation journey has been super, super hard work a self-reflection of self reflection of those places where uh, just white supremacy and racism has showed up in my life. Um, it's learning to change that narrative for myself and live from that place of, of whatever that is liberation. But that's been a hard one, too, changing the narrative theologically and racially for me. Um, The hardest thing about the liberation journey, it's full of emotions, um, regrets, facing my own traumas and shame and a lot of self blame. But it's a journey that I started a few years ago that has shifted everything and I commit to it. So here's what we're gonna do this morning. This is where our learning, your learning begins. Uh, we're going to do, use breakout space to continue the conversation of what this liberation journey can look like. If this term still seems a little removed from your experience, that's okay. I encourage you to lean in and stay curious. I believe we all have places in our lives we need liberation from, and we all have space to learn more about people's perspective. And so this morning, I'd like to do our break this breakout this way. I have three different breakouts. That you could choose from. Um, uh, breakout one, group one would be if you want to talk about. Hold on, are you fine? Sorry. If you want to talk about or reflect upon your own liberation journey, and in this breakout group, you'll talk about it from the concept of an adventure in the wilderness. And there's kind of labels there to talk about and process, such as gathering research. Uh, again, ready to go on the trail and lost and not liking the journey or loving the wilderness and all its challenges. So if you want to talk about your own personal liberation journey of what that looks like, whatever that looks like, um, that's breakout group one. Breakout group two is uh, if you want to imagine what a liberated spiritual community can look like here at Haven, um, if you want to have space to talk with different people, what that could look like. And, and imagine. That will break, break out group two. And this morning, I came up with one more, breakout group three. And this this uh, breakout will be, if you want to reflect on the journey of a person of color, um, I've taken the title chapters of this, and it's an opportunity for you to just read through these words, to think about it. And I know most of you I don't know if any of you read this. And I don't think you have to read this book to just sit with these words and know that, wow, this is what her voice is and what she can experience. And so you'll have time to reflect on that. So those on the Zoom, you could all pick one and discuss together, or I'm not sure if you, I, I left, left all those on there so they could pick. So if we could have group one on that table, Group two at this table and group three, we could just help bring chairs over here. And we'll do that for about 20 minutes and then we'll come back and do a group share. And now when I say group share, if you're doing your own spiritual liberation journey, you don't have to share that, but I want you to share what the experience was like to talk to others about it, if that makes sense, okay? Any questions let do like a minute share out, a reflection as we could continue on. Is someone from your group wanna give a quick shout-out?
1: All right. Hello, I was in group one, the liberation journey, and I was in small group with Mari, Uka, Michelle. Josh, Will, April, and myself, and um, we kind of talked about many different things. We kind of said, what is a liberation journey? Kind of described different things for ourselves. And some folks kind of said that they're on the journey and lost, not so much, not liking the journey. Um, So it was helpful to talk. And then we talked about meditation and Buddhism. We talked about liberation journey, about smashing idols. So it was very helpful. talk a little bit about what is Haven, and so it's hard to summarize, but it was a very enjoyable and helpful time. Thank you for coming. Someone
0: can message on the show. Our spiritual imagination group of what Haven could look like. Thank you, Joanna.
1: I brought my notes. Okay, so I was in group two where we were talking about uh, Haven as a liberated space and how that can be a thing, a liberated spiritual space. And so that was Tucker, Sylvia, Scott, John, myself, and Jenny. And one of the first things that Ginny, etc. noticed is that it was a mostly white group. And we were like, oh, yeah, that's interesting. And how can we really have this discussion when there's like a limited of perspectives? We noticed that the um, other groups this morning is where most of our members of people of color like felt more drawn to or excited about or whatever, wanted to have that conversation, which is beautiful and wonderful. But we were like, we can't really have a whole conversation, but with who's here, let's get started. Let's talk about it. And it, I, we felt that it was important to notice that. And also we were hoping that there would be more uh, conversations and structures and opportunities to have conversations like this. So many of our members who are people of color would have more space to be able to like, yeah, and I can I can talk about my own journey, et cetera, and talk about what Haven's doing. Sorry, I'm taking so much time, but yeah. Um, so another thing we were like, oh, what is a liberated space even mean? Was this like a definition that we were all supposed to know what it was or were we all thinking different things? And yes, we were all thinking different things. And so we identified the need um, to kind of level set and have a baseline of like, what are we even talking about and thinking about if someone who was just came in you know we don't know when people come to visit haven where are they at in their journey do they even know what this is you know what a liberated space is or are they way down on their own journey so what we spent most of the time doing was going around and talking about what do we think that means what does a liberated spiritual space mean and they're really good things so a couple of things uh women people of color in leadership people with disabilities different abilities. LGBTQ so that the message from the pulpit is reflective of everybody in the room, um, centering the experiences and perspectives of marginalized folks. Um, and acknowledging that this is always like a continual growth and process, the work is never done. Um, also, that it's really important for us to have the ability to course correct. So if things feel less than liberated, that people can speak up. Um, also, that we have affinity groups, so their safety and vulnerability um that the faith and theology like that it's decolonized and be white supremacized because it's a spiritual liberated community um we also talked about so this was kind of the end where things started getting kind of gnarly and we're like Ooh, how does this all work together of like trust and respect of like wanting a space where people who are not privileged can trust that um the people who are privileged privileged are going to be decentering centering themselves um but also nodding like that's kind of the nature of privilege is that it's not knowing, and so we can never actually totally prevent harm 100% um, but having like accountability and open dialogue when it does happen, because it will um, and that trust is earned and it's it's not a destination and the step is like always working in a process. And you know respect and having mutual accountability we all in this together, but it also kind of came up at the end of like having communication like but we also want to be able to say like, I don't trust you and I don't respect you and having room for really hard conversations like that. And so how does this all work together and fit together and um, having established ways for people to communicate with leadership if hard is done even on. So anyways, it was a good conversation and we would love to have more conversations like this with everyone in the room and not just the water table.
0: Wow. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Does the online group want to share some of the discussion pieces? Oh, okay. We kind of talked a little bit about everything because we couldn't decide, but mostly um, about our liberation journeys. And one thing that really stuck out was intersectionality. Um, and I appreciated your testimony today about wanting to speak out for people who are being um, wrongly interred. Um, and uh, we felt that if we're struggling or fighting for liberation in one way, it really helps to look at other people who are struggling
1: in a parallel way, both to learn from them, but also to join with them and they can join us in struggle. And so that was, that's really great. Um, we also noticed that we're in very different
0: places of our learning. Um, but i did appreciate the group and the discussion because of the grace that was given the encouragement given and that's that's an important part of the conversation thank you thank you thank you in our last group does anybody
1: want to speak up we talked about a lot of things too um, i really appreciated something that was said in our group, where in terms of liberating spirituality um our spirituality has a lot of limitations um, just in terms of like even being binary um, in many different ways. uh, Like the idea of divinity, the idea of um, just darkness of light, uh, human, God. That was just a really eye-opening conversation for me uh, in terms of limiting our spirituality.
0: Yeah. And uh, that last group was supposed to read a list. We didn't read the list to know that some of the adjectives, actually, I'll leave, I'll bring that list so y'all can have it. Some of the adjectives of experience of co-author Riley, a black woman author, but we had, even better, we had Deborah share a lot of her experiences and it's an honor to always bear witness to your journey, Deborah. So thank you for sharing. Oh, always. No, just
1: really quick. I just, always. I just wanted to point out that the third group was the group that Jeannie said was a space for folks who wanted to talk about experiences of people of color and the only people who showed up there were people of color. So I just think that's something for you all to notice.
0: Thank you, Deborah. Okay.
1: Thank
0: you. No, not at all. And so, um, like I said, I'll, 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 I'll give you this list. Oh, actually, let me read it real quickly. This, these are the titles of her chapters. And this is experience of co-author Riley. And if any of these words inspire you to read her book. And this is from her experience. She has a chapter on dignity, place, wonder, calling, body, belonging, fear, Lament, that's my favorite one, read that one. Rage, justice, repair, rest, joy, memory, and liberation. It's a beautiful, beautiful book, and I encourage you to read it. Um, I thank you for this space and engaging in this conversation this way. Um, I know it's a lot different than we have, but hopefully you all have learned and gained a lot of um, information. And and like Joanna said, a beginning place to start having more conversations about this. Um, we're going to move into a time of of uh, worship. Um you people come forward?